The Tourcast. Hey guys, welcome back to The Tourcast. Um, today I'm joined with Tor Glenn and myself, Anthony. Al's off for the day. He'll be joining us on the next one. Um, so how you been? How you been hanging in there? I've been uh, okay. Okay. A little um, disturbed by the whole Minneapolis uh, thing and, and that stuff and everything that comes along with it. It's, it's, uh, it's not good. But, uh, you know, personally, I'm safe and sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. thankfully. Um, I know I have, I know you have some family in New York, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, family who are police officers in Detroit. And it's a rough area, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they're rioting everywhere. I think they just closed. We're here in Southwest Florida. They just closed the Edison Mall because they're worried about rioting. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. I saw, it's not really funny, but they, they I think it was in Tampa, they looted a champs shoe shoe store. They just went out and bought a bunch, took a mm-hmm. bunch of shoes, and then mm-hmm. burnt the place down. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you have two two ways of looking at it. A lot of people say, "Hey, you know, what, this is not the way to go about it and to bring change." Mm-hmm. And I understand after you know years of oppression, the system set up to fail, but it's it's still not a good way to go about it. But what do you think about that? I think the whole thing is insane, and I think that one of the, the biggest problems is that. If you point out in the middle of this thing or you appear to emphasize that most cops are good cops, you'll get a lot of blowback from that. Mm. And I've had had this experience. You'll get a lot of, this is not the time to be talking about good cops. This is the time to blah, 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 blah. And I I get the sentiment. I I understand, you know, where they're coming from. But it's not true. This is the time. This is the time to point out that most, the vast majority of cops are good people doing a hard job and who want to help keep people, people safe. That's the fact. That's the reality. And not acknowledging that fully is what's leading to this stuff because you see um, people uh, carelessly referencing the Minneapolis um, thug cop murderer, Mm. referencing them as the cops, the cops, okay? Uh, You hear expressions like police violence, okay? Mm -hmm. It's unbelievably unfair. It is similar, I mentioned this to the other day, if uh, some Muslim extremist uh, fanatical group um, did something terrible, and people respond, but with uh, oh those damn Muslims or a bunch of trouble. Everybody would would say, "Hey, that's not cool. It's not the Muslims. This is a certain. These are crazy people, etc." And it, but the police aren't given that benefit of the doubt, not even benefit of the doubt that that that. Um, Grace offering of decency, right? You know, you don't say, please, because it it puts cops in danger. Don't say the cops. Don't if you if you're talking about um, bad cops who engage in illegal behavior, say that. Don't call it police violence. Police violence makes it sound like there's a bunch of crazy cops, you know, like looting and killing people and stuff, you know. Um, I, I talked uh, briefly with my son, who is a cop in uh, New York, lives in Brooklyn. And, and uh, I said, you know, what's going on? He said, 
this is no surprise because that's all you the cops the cops the, this police this police that you gotta narrow it down to nobody likes bad cops nobody wants bad cops everybody's on the same page with that yes some people should be speaking up a little bit more that's fair uh but uh, they are now mm. a lot of a lot of people are speaking up but anyway it's just like i said it's funny because it's 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 so uh obvious you know if you said you know the muslims this you know the italians this or what you know people well, no 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 that's the you say the police mm. it's 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 wrong it's wrong it is know? it's so, completely wrong and uh yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just, you know, they say the cops, you know, it's not all cops. Obviously, there's bad apples. There's assholes mm -hmm. in, in all forms of society, in all walks of life. Yeah. Um, and it's just like saying, like, for instance, you know, it's also not only about the cops, it's about race, too. It's the white people, you know, this, you know, and and I get it. But at the same time, you have the majority of the, the white, quote unquote, white people. We're all Americans. We're all, you know, mm -hmm. we're all in this mm -hmm. together. But you have the, quote unquote, Caucasian people. Most of them are sitting at home disgusted. Just fucking, yeah. it's it just, we're just beside ourselves how terrible it is. It should not be going on. Yeah. We need change. Yeah. So, but you have the, the minority of them mm -hmm. making, you know, like the, the white nationalist and, and, the, you know, the Nazi supremist. And like, uh, there was, have you ever been, you drove to Tampa? You ever drove 75 North? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've seen that, uh, right when you get in Tampa I 4 uh, interchange, there's that huge Confederate flag. I don't remember that. I haven't gone. I haven't done that trip that many times. Okay. I don't recall it, but it's yeah. it's yeah. about you know that like when you go to Perkins, you know those huge American flags. Yeah. Well, this guy owns a piece of land right by the interstate, and right. he flies like the the flag is probably 150 feet high, mm -hmm. and it's probably I don't mm -hmm. know, I don't know 100 100 foot by 80 feet or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a Confederate flag. Mm. <laughs> it's fucked up, you know. <laughs> it's, so it's so... his private land. There's been yeah. controversy over the years, but now they're the people in Tampa are going to burn it down. Um, which good for them. That's the right thing to burn. Uh, who, wait, who is burning <laughs> the, it? The down? rioters. Oh, the rioters. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. if you're going to burn something, burn that. Don't burn down <laughs> well, your yeah. own, don't burn down yeah, your own yeah, neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, but unfortunately, you, you, and I know you know that you can't burn that down either. You know, you can't. You can't. They're allowed. No, you're no, allowed. No. You're allowed to wave uh, a rebel flag. I mean, you're you're allowed. Yes. You're yeah. allowed to be a hateful racist. Yes. You know, you're allowed to be that. You know, right. but you can't. You, you can't, can't destruct. Uh, you can't yeah, do yeah. illegal things. Right. With it, yeah. Yeah. Know? I so, know. I know. I'm yeah. just. I was just saying. Know, if you're going to burn anything, that's okay. Right. At least I'm with you there. But burning your own, your businesses. You know, you don't get insurance money. Um. I. I mean, what do you think? Like, here's my thing. Okay. So if, let's touch on this really briefly. But you go back um, to slavery. You know, uh, the African Americans are brought here from Africa against their will. They were traded. Um. You know. Mm -hmm. to, to the the, the colon, colonizers or mm -hmm. is that the correct word um and so then they became you know free quote-unquote free people abraham lincoln uh freed the slaves and they got to fight in the civil war etc and uh you know but well, what not, happened not that was, many fought in the civil war right I mean, there were some but yeah yeah, yeah. well okay. there were some key people in there mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that, that was some key battles but anyway so they yeah. became they get their freedom and then you know you can't deny that the system in this country is set up for not, and I wouldn't even say it's it's racist against black people. I think it's poor people in general, because you know someone gets in trouble or does something, they steal food or or something, steal something to support their family. Mm -hmm. They go to jail, they get a charge, they get a public defender, 
you know, then the public defender doesn't get them. They get a, they get a, uh, mm-hmm. a felony charge. Right. They can't pay the fees. They get a failure to appear and it compounds and compounds. Mm-hmm. And that's how they become institutionalized. Mm-hmm. So that's just not for black people. Though. That's for white people all across the board. Like, if, but of course, yeah. you know, blacks are more, more, um, prone to, to, uh, you know, economic, uh, difficulty. Well, there's more white people on welfare than black people in America. Well, that would stand to reason given there are so many right. more white people. Right. But percentage yeah. wise, probably blacks have a higher, you know, income. Di- well, disparity. I'm not. Yeah, it's, I'm not just talking about wealth. I'm just talking about, you know, I mean, the disparity uh, uh, in terms of of uh, opportunity across the board is is you know pretty obvious. It's it's evened out tremendously yeah. in recent years, but still, you know, I mean, let's you know, let me, gotta be honest. I, I, I'm gonna. I don't want to say a unique position, but. From my point of view, is I've never, since I've been a kid, since I remember being a conscious being, I don't, I don't ever, I don't understand racism. I know, I, I agree. I don't understand it, and yeah. like you're, uh, you're around my dad's age, <laughs> and he grew up in Detroit, and like my family, old Italian people, they were very racist against uh, black people, um, and you know, that I asked my grandfather one time what he thought of Obama. And he just flipped out. I mean, he he pat my grandfather passed away, but he's from Sicily, and he he did not like him. My grandmother still mm-hmm. calls him colored people, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so it's but it's weird because you don't have that like my my family did. Well, I, I uh, well that's not true as well. I mean, I don't you don't have it. I don't have it, but I certainly have it in my family. You know where yeah. where, where yeah. Um, well I think uh, well let me I'll just interject that I remember reading recently and um again this might be something i've said before but apparently there is something um quasi-genetic about um being uncomfortable with people who don't look like you that that goes back you know thousands and thousands if not millions of years tribal thing and it's it's based on the uh repeated experience of coming in contact with uh uh different people who are dangerous to you because of disease Hmm. you're not you're not you don't have the immunities all of a sudden you're exposed to other people um and then so that explains it actually uh explains two things it explains and for lack of a better way of putting it a natural tendency to be cautious or put off or or maybe even alienated a little bit initially and it also explains sexual attraction to opposites because there's something healthy about your genes spreading, about yeah. spreading your genes yeah, yeah. around which by the way explains uh, al olson yeah because <laughs> because back in the 50s uh one of the big things were like italians were hot for norwegians and norwegians were hot for really? italians yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. you couldn't like you know the the dark uh, yeah. hair and then the blonde blue eyes and stuff it's, okay it's funny but it's but it's true so but anyway but the the main point is that that um you know it explains something but obviously in this day and age mm-hmm. it should be very easy to get you know, past that, you know, you, you can't blame somebody for having an initial reaction, you know, internal reaction, like, you know, feeling cautious or uncomfortable. But, you know, if you, if you have an IQ, you know, over, you know, 85, you should be able to, to, to let that go and say, okay, you yeah. know, we're all people here. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. again, especially in this day and age where the world is so tiny, it's just ridiculous to think of 
people as other, you know, really. You know, I watched briefly. I've been uh, quite busy this weekend, but I watched a couple guys I, I watched on YouTube, uh, black guys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for the majority and like people I know in real life, like, uh, you know, African-American people, which I don't, I've told you this before, but I don't like calling them that because it could be Jamaican. It's, you know, what they're Americans, mm-hmm. black Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, I've been robbed at gunpoint once by one guy, a black guy, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't turn me off or anything from that because I was robbed by white people too. So, um, and like I said, I've grew up in Detroit a lot of the time, spent a lot of my time growing up there and it's a different world. But for, for me personally, I've never experienced like besides one kid in high school calling me honky, mm-hmm. never experienced any, like some of my best friends and football team were black. And so I, mm-hmm. and so I don't, I've never seen a black person in person really snap on somebody or be nasty or like when we're out in public. Like I remember when Trump got elected, mm-hmm. I was not frightened, but I was like, what the fuck's gonna happen when I go to the gym? Mm-hmm. And my friends at uh, LA mm-hmm. Fitness that I, you know, I mm-hmm. see and talk to and lift with, you know, African-American people, mm-hmm. nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Yeah. Because most people, you see, you think most people are sane and rational, or at least half the pe- the population, but where where are all these people? Mm-hmm. Where the fuck are all these people rioting and stuff like that? Like, I mean, there's a lot, there's probably more of them at home thinking, what the fuck's going on? Well, you know, it's like, it's like, um, uh, you know, I made the comment uh, to somebody the other day that, you know what, 99% of cops are, are, are good, good people, you know? And they said, "Really, really, you think ninety-nine percent?" I said, "You know, there are there are over eight hundred thousand cops in America. One mm-hmm. percent is eight thousand. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of bad people. Yeah. You know, you that they can do. So let's say it's two percent. Okay, that's sixteen thousand people. You know, it it's sixteen thousand too many bad people. Yeah. But uh, but the point is that you got to have some perspective. I imagine it's the same thing with these ones that are looting and stuff that that uh, it's a relatively small percentage of the whole population and that it's probably the I would have to guess that a big chunk of them uses it as an excuse to get, you know, free sneakers. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I have to, absolutely. I'm sorry, I have to think that, you know. And, you know, they looted uh, Louis Vuitton up in Portland, and, uh-huh. you know, they just go, that's what they do. And, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, they, those people don't give a fuck politically or anything about that. Yeah, right. of course, they're upset that you know, unarmed or an innocent black man was killed, yeah. but they're like, I'm going to go get some free shit. But that's so, where the lack of leadership comes in. From yeah. All the yeah. way from the top and all the way down. You know, nobody being, being able or willing, like I said... I'm going to guess that there's a lot of people on on the left, you know, leaning left who are afraid to say, you know, look, most cops are good. You can't take everything out you, they're, they're, because it's not going to be. Uh, well, well, you're, you're, you, know, you, got a, you made a great point. You hit it. I think you summarized it very well is that like not all people are bad. Not all cops are bad. Not all black. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. not all people are bad, and they're afraid to say. It. Like if you said it, like you said about a Muslim, there'd mm-hmm. be fucking riots and right. they'd be up in arms. It's the same thing. Right. It's and not if a, you and if you it's, say, cho- it's not a race. It's chosen, so it's a tiny bit different, but it's the same sentiment. You know what somebody said to me um, when I said you have to, you have to have perspective. You have to remember that most cops are good. They threw back at me, and I understood where they were coming from. That it's it's similar to when when somebody says Black Lives Matter, and somebody responds, "Well, all lives matter." You yeah. know, to me, it's not the same thing. But mm-hmm. I get where they're coming right, from. Right. That that they're taking it as as um, minimizing, you know, the 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 horror of mm-hmm. what happened in Minneapolis. Right. Um, it's uh it's unfortunate that we have to. And you know, part of me, like I know, there's we've talked about conspiracy and shit before, but. 
I mean, like with what happened with the Russian bots and Antifa and all that shit, like I think obviously something real happens, but the problem is then you get people who like to stir the pot, whether it be anonymous online, the mm-hmm, people, the mm-hmm, hackers or, mm-hmm. or Antifa or whatever, they just make things worse. Obviously they oh, exacerbate, yeah. they're throwing gasoline on the fire. Absolutely. What, yeah. is, what do you think about Antifa? Um, I get what they're coming from, but they're going about it the wrong way, I guess. Well, yeah, I, I, I can't, I don't have anything really good to say about No, them. I don't either. You know, yeah. and, and I, and if I'm going to be totally honest, I would also add that the Black Lives Matter movement mm. includes a lot of people that aren't so great. Well, that's know? what happens. Uh, Something uh, starts yeah, with the know? right idea. Black lives do matter. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm with you, like, like there's some comedians protesting. If, if there's a peaceful protest and there's mm-hmm. no looting or burning, I'd be right down there with them holding yeah, up a sign. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. But I've seen, you know, a lot of black lives matter, um, protests that are unbelievably hateful. I right. mean, just pure, you know, unabated hate. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, I get the whole, you know, reaching a boiling point thing, but, uh, you know, nothing is stronger than love. That's true. Nothing is stronger than love. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's insanity. Like you said, when we first started talking about it, it, it's, that's the perfect word for it. It's insanity. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, um, the black lives matter thing, like I said, it starts off as a good, good thing. And then people twist it, throw gasoline on it and it contorts it. But like, are you aware of the the Russian bots and how they influence the election? Oh yeah, yeah. So, were you aware that they they also set up on Facebook? They were Russian people. They set up uh, a group of uh, Muslims protesting, and across the street they set up a white supremacist. They were the ones who orchestrated yeah. it, and, yeah, and many other things. Yes, similar yes, to yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's fucking insane. So, yeah, I think I, I I think that that whole Russian thing was was way more. And I'm not the first person to say this. It was way more about creating conflict uh, in our country than it was about promoting any particular one view it's it's uh, it was it was a successful attempt to uh to get each other at each other's throats divide and conquer and that's what it did and it was ve- it was very successful that's yeah. why you can't you know if you put a post up and you say something like um uh well if you criticize uh trump in in some way you know uh I don't think Trump did all he could have done in the month of February to to uh, to, um, uh, to to do what's possible about the coronavirus. If you say that, uh, you won't get an argument mm. about that. Mm-hmm. You'll get an argument about other stuff, but you won't get you, you, you know the Trump supporters won't come out and say uh, most of the time. No, no, uh, he did this and he did that. Uh, that's not correct and so on. You'll get, you think Joe Biden is a da-da-da-da? You know, mm-hmm. or you did, how about Obama? You know, mm-hmm. y- it's just, it's it's all about conflict. You've said that before, like when someone mentions how suicide rates up, um, you know, you say, well, whatever, so many people are dying from corona, but what about the people that are dying from suicide that no one talks about much, right? Mm-hmm. You said, oh, that's, that's just ways of people saying something to make them validate themselves. That's kind of the same thing you're saying is, well, what about Biden? They did this and then, you know, I mean, you turn it into something else. Yeah, but my point is that I think it's, I think you turn it into something else because the objective is to maintain conflict. You know that's yeah. what it is. You know that yeah. that it's not. It's not. It, it, it's it's. Uh, it would be, it would be much more logical and useful, 
if somebody were to respond, for example, like, you know, you may have a point about Trump. He probably could have done a better job in the month of February. But I still think that all things considered, he's done a good job at this. That makes sense. Hmm. That's an exchange of ideas. That's a conversation, you know. But, you know, to, to, to just say, no, no, I will not consider that. Instead, I'm going to, you know, see your argument and raise you to another argument. It's, it's, what do you think that is? I think it's tribalism. Yeah. And I think it's tribalism that has been fueled uh, by that, that Russian thing. And I think it's tribalism that is fueled by the very nature of Donald Trump, my opinion. Mm. It, it, that's how he is. That's how he's always been um, since, since as far as I can remember. Um, yeah. So if any of you Democrats are out there listening, hopefully, I mean, like we talked, Glenn and I talked about this privately about uh, how he thinks he, we, everybody hopes it's not Trump or for the most part, or like people that I've talked to. Mm -hmm. uh, But me personally, I don't think Biden's a good candidate um, because his diminished mental capacity. That's saying a lot about Trump's mental capacity, but I don't know. I just think it's uh, like, but you said if he surrounds himself with good people, um, you know, wise people, you know, a council that he, he should be okay, you know, but I don't even think that's the issue. Now, honestly, I think that we're going, uh, and you know, I'm well aware that many people strongly disagree, but we're going in such a terrible direction. The, the, I mean, forget about the coronavirus for, for, for now and how that was dealt with. The, the, um, environment is going downhill. Mm-hmm. We've been getting way too many uh, mega conservative appointments to, to judgeships, right? Um, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg is not going to live forever, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and another Trump term is going to mean that, that it's already s- leaning uh, too conservative in, in my view. And believe me, I'm not, I, I, I always say this, I'm not a liberal. I'm not a, I'm not a conservative. I'm very, uh, I'm fiercely independent. Yeah, but and as as being fiercely independent, the Supreme Court needs to be div- needs to be divided in that sense. It needs to needs to be balanced. I should say, not divided. I, balanced, I agree with that you know? completely. And the problem with that is too, it's a lifetime appointment. You know, so mm-hmm. it's you're it's like you said, if you get a majority Republican and they're right. really hard right wing, you're fucked for years. Right. So I mean, maybe something in the future to look for would be you know like balance, like you said, uh, split fifty fifty or. Um, Maybe I don't know how you would do it, but I'm saying like maybe centrists or, or independent judges try to get the best logical people that don't sway one way or the other. Well, but that's a, that's a, hard per, to do. In a perfect world, it shouldn't matter. In a perfect, a perfect world, it shouldn't, world matter. shouldn't matter. But the, but what's happening now is is, is Trump is um, is going by, and I can't remember the organization's name, but it's a very conservative organization that recommends judges, and they are all poli- politically very conservative okay not just middle of the road slightly slightly right very very conservative and uh that's just one of a zillion things i mean he is he's he's got uh uh appointments of people who are completely and look at look at jared kushner i mean just think about that think think (laughs) about what he the task that he has been given think of the fact just just listen to the sound of of the president of the United States has appointed his son-in-law to just listen to what that nepotism. Sa- what does that sound like to, to mm. be like? How aren't conservatives going ballistic about that? 
You, you know, know what's weird? It's, it's crazy. It, it's what's it's weird crazy. is I see from my point of view is uh, liberals, uh, in the g- general sense, so the, you know, hard leaning left. They're like you said, scared to mention or scared to call out bullshit. Like you know, the cop thing, the Muslim thing. Mm-hmm. They're very like even you know the Muslims' rights. When you ask one of them, hey, well, what about the people in Saudi Arabia or, or Iraq and Afghanistan? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, oh, well, that's or you know whatever. But then the, then the far right is just as bad. They're mm-hmm. fucking retarded. With you know, I I don't I don't know the right the, have the right words at the moment, but they are they are irrational. Both sides are irrational in the extremes, of course, but it's they they can't concede. Neither side can concede and have con- an honest discussion. I think the conservatives are worse in that they know it's wrong. Okay, they know that um, that uh, this nepotism is wrong. Yeah, and they look the other way. I think a lot of times with liberals. They get lost in their uh, in dreamland. You know yeah, that's yeah. why they overlook things like the police. Yeah. You know police violence. You know yeah. they they're not thinking about. It. They don't they don't they 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 don't realize that. Well, it's you know? like the whole punching Nazis things. That's you're you're turning into the enemy. Like you you don't yeah. you don't just hit somebody or fucking assault <laughs> somebody. Like what the fuck are you thinking? I hate when people hit me like yeah. just out of the blue. You're walking down the street and. Boom, I, I you know, know, like, hey, so what rude. was that? You so know? rude. Yeah, Wakes really. you up. So you think you, you wanted to t- uh, touch on suicide a little bit? Yeah. Um, you know, what made me think of this was um, I had, uh, I told you I lost a friend about, um, I lost a, yeah, boy, me of all people. <laughs> I'm not talking into the mic. Make it turn it down a little bit if, you, if it's easier for you. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah, I'll cut it out. Um, uh, I lost a friend about a little over a month ago out of the blue, and turns out she passed away two days uh, after uh, I had last spoken to her. And I had no idea at all uh, what had happened, and it took a while to get somebody to to say that uh, um, uh, supposedly she had had some type of a heart problem and she died in her sleep. I'm not really sure if that's true or not. Uh, it seemed to be kind of hush-hush, and Al was saying how often uh, it, that's the case with suicide, where family members don't want to say that it's suicide. Mm. And it got me to thinking about um, did I, what I might have missed. You know, again, I don't even know for sure if that's what it was, but I'm thinking, you know, um, you know, she was somebody. She was very upbeat, and she was always very. Um, she liked to throw out her happy, uh, spiffy philosophies. I always like to see the good in people, and I like to, all these things. You know, it's, it's kind of cute in a way. Um, but I, I, in retrospect, I was wondering, geez, is that, is that like a, a disguise? Mm. You know, like to, to always be so upbeat and, and whatnot. And so it just, it just got me thinking about, you know, like, uh, do I pay enough attention? And it also reminded, you can stop me if, I'm get, if I get boring, but it uh, reminded me... Um, Years ago, when I used to do a meditation tutorials at the philosophy school, and that was a simple thing where, like, I would sit down one on one with somebody, and I would just say, you know, how's your uh, how's the meditation going? And they would say, uh, oh, it's going fine, or oh, I have a little problem with you know, we're supposed to meditate twice a day. I have a little problem with the evening one; I get tired, or what, you know, or my mind is wandering, and you know, we would talk about that. And one one day, I had. Uh, uh, young lady, you know, in her 30s, 
we sat down and said, how's the meditation going? And she's like, I'm having a really hard time. Uh, my, you know, husband works, you know, a lot of hours over time. And, and I said, all right, but uh, okay. Yeah. Well, but how's the meditation going? You know, well, you know, sometimes I do it, but then the kids, this, you know, it's like, it's kind of like going on and I'm trying to get back to, I just want to know how often are you meditating and what's the quality of the meditation and so on, you know? So I'm kind of like trying to go back there. All of a sudden she burst out crying. Oh shit. I mean, she is just bawling and I'm like beside my, I'm like, huh? I was, <laughs> I was in shock, you know? I was so much in shock that there was a box of tissues nearby and I didn't have the wherewithal to get up and get them for her. And mm. she ended up going, standing up, and which made me feel... And after that situation, I, I remember saying to myself, what the fuck are you doing? What, how could you not... How could you be so inattentive to not hear what was going on there? Mm. You know, it was a real eye-opener. And, uh, and, I, and I wouldn't claim that it was an instantaneous change, but I realized... Hey, you got to pay attention. You got to, I'm not worth anything to anybody if I'm not listening mm. to what they're saying, where they're coming from, you know? So, uh, anyway, it's kind of related to what I said yeah. about, you know, you, you want to be there for your friends and, and, uh, and listen. So I know you know a lot of stuff about this. And, well, I was just going to touch on it briefly. Um, first of all, don't beat yourself up because as someone first, I'll, I'll put this out there is besides you and Al, and my family, no one knows I've been suicidal. Like I, you, I, like they say, people that commit suicide don't talk about it. That's normally true, but I'm an open person with my friends. Well, so, that, uh, so like for anybody else that knows me at Rackable, no one has a, the slightest clue that right. I'm depressed. And, and it's and it's really uh, I, I don't want to sound um, patronizing, but yeah. I, I have so much respect for you doing that because mm -hmm. I think it's just so important. You I know, think so too. It's yeah. So important to put that out there that that. You know, this is, it's a thing. It's a thing out there. It you know, absolutely it, it's, is. It's, it needs to be uh, talked about. And, and, and if I may, I really want yeah, to hear yeah, what you have to yeah, say, yeah. but if I may, I think I told you this. Many years ago, I heard somebody say, and it sounded convincing to me at the time, that suicide is the most selfish thing that somebody could ever do. It's all self-absorbent. And at the time, I'm like, yeah, well, I, I, I guess so. And since then, I, mm. I've, I've come to the conclusion that it has nothing to do with selfishness. It has to do with pain, right. incredible pain, pain that you just can't tolerate and anything must be better than this. And that deserves, um, that des that deserves, uh, love and, and compassion. You right. Know, that's what it needs. There's you know? a few things there that need to change. First of all, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, I thought that too, before I've had any uh, bouts of depression starting at 21, 22, mm -hmm. that I thought, you know, like it's selfish. And, and you know, I, I thought like the majority of people, but once I experienced it to myself, the, mm -hmm. the best way I can explain it is it's a psychic pain. Like, um, you've uh -huh. taken, um, you've taken psychedelics before, but you like LSD, you ever get stuck in a loop? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like getting stuck in a hell loop where the pain is so fucking bad and so intense that you just want it to go away. 
And the problem is some people can't hang on long enough, don't have strong enough support systems. They won't talk to their close friends because mm-hmm. even me, like I, there's been nights where I've been on the verge months ago before I started this new treatment that like I could have called you guys, but I wouldn't do it. Mm. And um, Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's one of the things that I'm, well, I'm saying. saying. There's nothing. Like, you, not, I wasn't yeah. thinking of you, but yeah. I'm just saying like yeah. I would like to know how to zero, if there is a way to zero in and say, ah, you know, uh, uh, well, Anthony is like, I, I got to I got to knock on his door. You well, know? Every, well, the, the, the major sign is like, like when it's in it is like if they don't show they don't call they don't do anything and they're just off the grid that's a big one but yeah. when it's like that like it's hard they won't answer their phone they'll change right. their phone number it's hard to do yeah it's hard to do like and, 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 and me personally as someone who's experienced poor there's nothing anybody can do mm. not a single thing mm. you can talk to somebody you can you know, be there for them support them it's a personal battle mm-hmm. it's 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 living hell um it's the the worst pain ever you just, like you said you just want it to stop you don't want to die mm-hmm. you don't want to die you mm-hmm. just want it to stop and so but the problem with it is is it becomes it doesn't get easier so i just got out of it it was almost a two-year-long depression so imagine when you the depression starts and you're a month in and you're you know you're reading you're trying to feel better and like when is this going to end mm-hmm. when is this, one more day let's hang on for one more day mm-hmm. one more day one more day 700 fucking days straight you know, I, I believe it or not, I can empathize. Yeah. Because I can't empathize with uh, any suicidal tendencies. Yeah. But as weird as it sounds, only because I didn't think that suicide would get me out of it. Right. That's that's part of my thing too. That's yeah. that. But I do remember, and for me also, it was it was close to two years also. The, the and this was so long ago mm. that. It never occurred to me that I would call it depression. Right. To me, it was reality. It was like I had now been exposed to reality. Right. And reality was so fucking depressing. Mm. And uh, again, I may have said this to you before, what would depress me more than anything would be the very things that would brighten up people's day. If I saw a puppy... I was almost in tears. A A little baby, anything like that, uh, reminded me that at least this was my experience at the time of the utter meaninglessness of the whole thing yeah you know and and as you said i just i was always like maybe today i'll uh, tomorrow i'll feel better. but i didn't believe it no, because I, no. I i i was so sure that i i was right that mm. this, this whole thing was right you know yeah. little by little by little by little i crawled out of that hole yeah and by the grace of God, mm-hmm. uh, came across uh, different um, spiritual disciplines and philosophies mm-hmm. and so on mm-hmm. that made me see what was true about the things that were depressing me, mm-hmm. but also what was not true about it and what was additionally true about, you know, the nature of being, <laughs> if, <laughs> if I could be that, that yeah, uh, yeah. bold. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy though because you th- like you, like you said I'll touch on that real quick is uh, the things that's supposed to make you happy like first of all I'm I'm really into technology and computers and finding new things new businesses I'm always trying to do new things it makes me happy mm-hmm. but after <clears throat> when the depression hit it was for for three four months I didn't even go in my office mm-hmm. I laid in the closet in wow. darkness really from the moment I got up and you know I had to take care of my daughter still yeah and I did do that I laid mm-hmm. on her floor and played with her but that was where I was going with that is that should made me happy and. 
that made it worse. Like it was like, okay, I have this beautiful daughter. Mm. I need to provide for her. Mm -hmm. I need to be Mm -hmm. happy for her. Mm -hmm. And I'm just making things worse. She'd be better off without me. She's at the age now where if I killed myself, then she wouldn't remember, Mm. you know, but but I was like, but I can't do it to her because like we've hoping and I have discussed like, you know, it'll tear her up. It'll, it'll ruin her for life. So I just can't do that. Yeah. So I can't do it to anybody. But my, the the way I think that about getting out of it too is, mm-hmm. is that's that's kind of where I'm at too. It's not the not the Christian belief that like you're gonna go to hell because I think hell is a, mi- a state of mind, mm-hmm. um, and you can get you know caught in that he- the hell mind loop or whatever. And the mm-hmm. kingdom of heaven is a state of mind too. But anyways, mm-hmm. so if if I were to kill myself and just come back again and maybe maybe I'd have to do it again and you know who knows. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but so <laughs> so my thing is is I'm also like a cockroach. I'm very fucking stubborn when something doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I'll fight and so i i stay in their fight and like when the first time it happened was terrible too and then probably 10 years went by 12 mm-hmm. years went by with no depression just a, a few a few small two episodes of mania but f- right. just one terrible depression and then this came back and it was mm-hmm. like well fuck i forgot how this felt yeah it's yeah. just terrible so all i'm saying is i can totally see why someone would do it it, it gets that bad i mean mm-hmm. between us and the listeners like there were t- like i was hanging by a noose in my garage mm-hmm. playing music like just in cr- i don't cry ever like I, I wish i could cry and get it out mm. but i can't but that time i was uh, like hanging there just the pressure on mm. trying to trying to pass out and just like crying out to god mm-hmm. like please mm-hmm. just make this stop i don't mm-hmm. want to die mm-hmm. and you know i just just hung in there and like someone uh real quick and we'll get off this but a comedian made a point uh he he struggles with depression but uh you know, the certain celebrities, Rob, I know Robin Williams had Louis dementia, but, but, uh, Anthony Bourdain, for example, is that right? He had dementia, Louis body dementia, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it was really fucking with him. That's part of the reason, oh, okay, yeah. but he was also, you know, bipolar, right, you know, right. but, but, but anyway, so, um, he made a good point about Anthony Bourdain. He said, you know, yeah, he hung himself, but like, I wonder how many times he had that noose around his neck and got close. Right. And that really struck a nerve with me because I, right. that's, that's been my experience. Yeah, if I yeah, got yeah. close, I right. passed out a few times wow. and Jim Norton is the comedian's name. He says, he's done that. He's done it 50, 60 times. Wow. So, so he's, cause I never thought of it that way. I just right. thought like they just snap and go in and it's, but they probably do. They probably rehearse it and go through it, see if they can do it, push themselves. And eventually they just one day do, yeah. who knows they lose consciousness and then, wow. but it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. I even looked into what's the last time thing I'll talk about it, but, uh, I even looked into, uh, there's a way to kill yourself painlessly with, uh, helium or, or nit- nitrogen. Mm. You get a tank, like a welding tank and you put a bag over maybe your head. You shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't uh, give that information. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I'll cut that part out, but I'll okay. tell you, I'll tell yeah. you off air. But anyways, okay. you basically yeah. just, you just lose consciousness and you don't wake up again. But, right. But, uh, and there's people that are, I'll cut this out, but there's people that are selling those in like New Zealand and Australia for right. people that have terminal illnesses. Right, and stuff. Right. Cause I think that we'll leave this part in. I do think though that you should be able to humanely choose your way out. Like seeing yeah. my mother and my grandmother die of cancer, right. you should be able to just tap out. Like my sister, the same thing was done with my grandmother. We, we gave her a bunch of morphine and basically just put her to sleep. And my, my sister did the same thing to my mother because, right. listen, just, just give her the morphine and let her go. She's, I think that I, I, I agree with you that people should have the right to make that choice. I would only just add that I do remember like a, 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 sp- a spiritual teacher that I had uh once pointed out that that very often uh, uh, the greatest uh, spiritual progress is made towards the very very end of one's life, and that um, it was his opinion that 
most of the time you should not cut it short for that reason. You know, I can see that. Now, it's, it's, it, it's at least should be seriously uh, considered. But again, as per suicide, if the pain is just unbearable, mm. you know, that it's just nothing but torture, yeah. you know, that's a different situation. It is. But, it's a pleasant conversation. No, there. but it's important, though, because <laughs> no, people no. need to hear it. Yes, but, but for, absolutely. So about three months ago, I started a new treatment, which uh, Trump's trying to get to the v, all the VA hospitals. Uh, it was rushed through because I don't know. Uh, Not the chloroquine thing. No, no, no. <laughs> the chloroform. But no, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, it is, uh, they rushed it through a process to get FDA approved. And um, the reason they did it is because antidepressants work on like 20% of people. Mm -hmm. Very, very low mm -hmm. uh, rate for success. Mm -hmm. So this thing has, from the first moment I tried it, it changed my life. Um, mm. It's inc it's it's incredible. And the last thing I'll say about this real quick about, you know, the mental health and stuff is I went a, a kind of a strange route because I've always been a curious person. I've always been interested in things and just trying to dig deep like Neo or whatever. But mm, mm -hmm. but anyways, uh, so I was... Which oh, pill was it again? The red pill? I took both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. How would that work? Yeah. I never thought of that. It's good. Yeah, one, one foot in, one foot out. But, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so so anyways, I was over... This is when I... After my first uh, ment, uh, manic episode and then the depression, the years long after depression, they tried every drug on me. Nothing worked. Again, I got up to about 290 pounds wow. and I was just reading and researching and hanging in there and doing things. And, and mm -hmm. then I decided, you know what? I looked into it in mushrooms. Okay. So I, I, I grew some mushrooms. This was years ago. The statute of mm -hmm. limitations has passed, but I grew some mushrooms, took them, <laughs> had the fucking worst trip of my life. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards started a business, lost over a hundred pounds for seven years was great. Made a ton of money. It changed wow. my fucking life. It just wow. changed my perspective. It wow. showed me what I needed to do. And mm. I was on no medicine. Mm. Right. So I did that. And then there's, there's some stress and stuff that happened that led to another episode, but, uh, mm -hmm. just incredible. And, and I, I really think that that's going to be awesome going forward because next year MDMA becomes legal and I've seen that work. And then psilocybin is up. No, I'm sorry. Psilocybin's up next too. So they're both coming, but mm -hmm. anyways, um, I think that's going to help a tremendous amount of people, mm. a tremendous amount mm -hmm. of people. It's mm -hmm. going to be, it's going to be incredible. So, so mm -hmm. going on that, um, I thought about going as I talked to you uh, to back to school first uh, to become a clinical psychologist and kind of work with uh, psychedelics with people and help them through. Because mm -hmm. I do it, I'm an underground shaman, anyways. Mm -hmm. So why not make money off and be legit? Mm -hmm. So, or I used to be rather. So mm -hmm. I, w I had a question for you. You said that you were interested in doing the same thing about going to school for psychology and mm -hmm. then you changed to philosophy. Well, I didn't change to philosophy. Yeah. What happened was um, when I was 40, that it was a a really awesome year for me because I I ended a like a seven year relationship with somebody so that was like a whole new thing. Um, I I I started like really at the infant stage my business mm -hmm. okay but was very 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 small. Um, I started at uh, uh, a I started at a Course in Miracles group down in the West Village. I started at the philosophy school and I went back to college uh, to uh, th thinking very seriously about going into psychology. Uh, so this was all kind of happening at the same time. And, uh, and then at one point, probably about a year later, was when I just, I looked at... Um, I had uh, the realization that the, the 
direction of philosophy and spirituality mm-hmm. was for me. That's that's that was that was way more important than getting into the nuances about what makes people tick so that they can operate normally in an insane environment. You know, right, that's right. that's how I right, start right. to see it. You yeah. know, add to that that then my business started to pick up, and I remember I I, I spoke to a social worker at college and I, I said you know right now i'm making whatever i was making you know like 50 grand or something like that which was like you know fairly good money at the time quite good money at the time and he said well you know it'll probably take you about eight or nine years to get to that if you go into the psychology field because really you, yeah well because you got i still had to get my uh, my master's you know, I had to finish my BA. I had to get a master's. I'd had to start at this and that. You have to all, all in all. It would, I thought we, that too, but I talked to my therapist and once you get your bachelor's, you can go, you skip the master's, go to the doctorate program. You don't need a master's, then a doctorate. Well, I didn't know well, that. If you, well, I didn't know that you could do that too, but that yeah. still takes time, years, mo- yeah. time, money yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so on. So yeah. it was, uh, so there was the practical aspect of it too, but honestly it was more that, uh, no, I, I, I appreciate uh, that there can be great benefit from s- sitting on the couch, talking to somebody for anywhere from a month to three months to, to, to get to the root of a particular problem, personal problem that you're having. Okay. That's fine. That's good. Okay. But as far as wanting to be, uh, at peace with your true self, mm. that's a different thing. That's a different thing. All the other stuff you you eventually can leave behind, okay? Because I think as Edgar Tolle said, you can sit on the couch forever, forever. There will be no end to all of the little things that made you feel like this and made you feel like that and so on. And it's not to belittle the the yeah. psychoanalysis process. You yeah. know, it's it's yeah. it has its value, absolutely. But um, anyway. That's interesting, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, li- I like that. I, I'm very. Why do you think that is? Why do you think some pr- some people are into um, philosophy and and stuff like that? Like you know, I think everybody is. It's just that some of some a lot of people get discouraged, and a lot of people are afraid. A lot of a lot of people are afraid of the truth. Okay, because a lot of people are terrified at the idea that there might not be a god. Hmm. But a lot of people are terrified at the idea that um, this could be it. You know, this embodiment is it, you know, so that's a terrifying idea that, that you're going to, you know, be blown to smithereens at some point, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think that that's true, but what do you, you think can't happens? get, you can't get to the other side without, without, you know, uh, the fear, you know, I don't, to answer, to answer the question, I don't think, you know, I don't think I have a sense of it. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling based on my experience uh many years ago with uh lsd yeah and with deep meditation you know i have a sense that my um my essence is eternal mm. i can't tell you exactly what that means no, you no. know i am pretty sure that it doesn't mean that tor glenn is going to live forever you know i think that this this embodiment is going to be done but the essence of who i am yeah. uh, which i can touch on mm-hmm. when i am absolutely still mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i that is that just is it has nothing to it's not even it's not even accurate to say it goes on okay because in the realm of the eternal there's no time there's no going on it's just it's the absence of of time um uh, you know that's kind of the best I, I 
I can do it's with pretty it, good. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I I just think um I think that's very like you said with your experience with LSD years ago. Mm-hmm. That really shows you that like it's it's no joke. People can say it's a hallucin hallucination, but it's like they're all synapses. Your brain's firing. Like so, mm-hmm. what is real? Is it mm-hmm. quite you know what I mean? So. That, that really like with me that too you know like i i've been from anything from like you know i've never really got super into religion unless i was during a manic episode or mm-hmm. um you know god or anything like that but after my experience with psychedelics which it sounds like there's probably more times than you know than a lot of people but it's not i haven't done them that many times but mm-hmm. from my from my experience with it it really puts things in perspective and lets you know that like hey this is uh if nothing was here before what created it right so even if it was like the, the experience that I, I can relate to is like, there's always, there's something that was always there, always existed. Didn't know who made it. It was just there and it was lonely. So it infused consciousness into a mirror and shattered it into 7 billion pieces. So we're God experiencing life through, you know what I'm saying? So, and yeah, each, no, that's a, that's a, that's a good, you know, like, um, metaphor and there's a lot of metaphors and yeah, I, sure. yeah I think so. And I, I don't rule out, uh, on, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, lean towards um the assumption that there is something to uh rebirth you yeah, know that yeah, that you yeah. that wherever whatever happens after the the body falls so to speak um that uh your essence uh somehow enters another physical body uh Again, it's something that feels right to me. It seems to make sense to me. I used to think when I years ago, I thought that was the most preposterous thing I'd ever heard. I used to like like if somebody would talk about quote reincarnation, I would head for the hills. I just I didn't want to hear anything about such crazy stuff, you know. <laughs> but then little by little, yeah. I, I I got exposed to material that that wasn't like wacky. It was it just made sense. And and when I when you hear about you know somebody like Mozart or people who like just have this spectacular ability. Uh, it it's certainly not proof of anything but it's consistent with this idea that you've learned something before you came into this i think so too even as i'm 36 but as i get older we'll wrap this up soon 37 yeah he's 36 years older than me Uh, but uh as i get older it's like i like i start it's almost like you're for me at least my consciousness wakes up like oh i've I've done this before like i had that feeling yeah it's it's you know when i had that feeling what's that uh, uh when i early on when i joined the school you know, they give you the opportunity to uh, learn meditation, and they and they give you a um, a whole ceremony. It's a beautiful, you know, ceremony. And I remember uh, as I was about, as I was in the room and about to embark on this whole thing, you know, I had this the strongest sensation of, oh, here I go again. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm yeah, yeah. Do, oh, I'm <laughs> gonna do this again. Oh, this is the part of my life that I do this again. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just a feeling, you know. But right. I just was like. But it's certainty, uh, though. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it weird? Yeah, because yeah. I've had that, too. Mm-hmm. And so I'll wrap this up by saying real quick, uh, I think we've discussed privately, but the um, I don't know if you can see it, the apple uh, from the Garden of Eden, the, the, there's a bite missing out of the apple. But you've said that it's it's knowledge, right? Like that's the what apple, it represented the, in the Garden uh, of Eden. The knowledge of good and evil. Right. So mm-hmm. that's why uh, we'll get into this in another podcast as a teaser for later, a couple of weeks from now or whatever. But that's why the book, The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross, is... It, you eat the mushroom, you have knowledge, you gain the knowledge of good, you see things in a different way. So the last thing uh, I'll get into real quick is, is if I think personally, if you have the, the, whatever they call it, 10,000 foot view and you can look and you're, this goes back to racism too, how you and I aren't racist and you know, I mean, we're pretty much centered independent. If you can look at everything 
Christianity, Buddhism, Taoism, the whatever uh, you know, the Quran, every, everything, philosophies, um, Socrates, Plato, Marcus mm -hmm. Aurelius, all those guys, and, and you could step back and look at the whole picture, and then you look into you know psychedelics and the way they work. It kind of just shows you how everything is connected and everything. So it's the people that have walls up and closed off and they're not open to any new ideas. They think the earth's 5,000 years old, we coexist, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's that. So mm -hmm. if, you, if you can have an open enough mind to look at everything, it kind of makes sense. Would yeah, you agree? I would, and, yeah. and again- uh, It's all saying the same thing. A, a, a degree of courage is required. Absolutely, the yeah. hero's journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, hey guys, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Take care out there. All right. Thank you for listening to the Torcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Tor Glenn. Check him out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Tor Glenn. That's T O R G L E N N. Please enjoy one of his original songs, Heal Me. Into my holy truth.